Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing the Godfather at chumbacasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Trevor Woods here from SB Nation's Maze and Brew. Just a couple days out from a night game. It's going to be the first start of J.J. McCarthy's career. They'll be playing Hawaii. And with us today, a very special guest, somebody that J.J. has known since he was in seventh grade. We're talking to Greg Holcomb, the founder of Next Level Athletics and J.J.'s private quarterbacks coach. How are we doing today, Greg? We're great, Trevor. How are you? Thanks for having me. Oh, doing absolutely great myself. I know I'll be in the press box on Saturday watching J.J. perform, and uh, I'm sure you're going to be there too, right? I will, yeah. My whole family, actually, my wife and my two kids will all be going. So, you know, we we do this a few times a year, and we're really looking forward to it. And obviously, because it's his first start, it's a special moment. So I don't think we were going to miss this for anything. You've known J.J., quite a while now and it also seems like JJ has been a Michigan Wolverine for forever although he's a sophomore you know he's so hands-on in the recruiting process and he was go blue all the way but what's the journey been like for JJ and you've had a first-hand look at it since seventh grade yeah uh, you know, it's been special. Um, it, he certainly is more than just a kid that I train. His family, Jim and Megan, his mom and dad, have become very close to my wife and I and my kids. And so it's a special relationship that was started a handful of years ago. Um, you know, he was a really talented young man when I first met him that summer. And kudos to to his work ethic and his drive and passion and just all the things that are unteachable i mean he's just a very hard-working kid that has the talent to back it up um 
and he's maximized that. So I'm really looking forward to this opportunity. He certainly has done all the right things to get to this spot, and, and I'm super uh, pumped to see that happen on Saturday night. Yeah, now you knew J.J. before. He was a five-star prospect. Uh, yes. Before before all the you know uh, accolades he got in high school, and he sure had a lot of them. Uh, I know you told a story a few years back of I think JJ might have been around a freshman in high school at the time, and you found this drill you liked that Aaron Rodgers would do, and yes. JJ you had JJ doing the same drill and. You were like, man, was that one of them eye-opening moments for you with him? Yeah, I mean, we the way we train is I basically, you know, I mean, it's not rocket science. I see guys at the highest level possible making, you know, really incredible throws. Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes are still doing that right now. And so we just try to mimic those drills on the field. And, you know, not every quarterback can execute them. There are some that struggle and some that have success. And then there's kids like J.J. who it doesn't take him very many reps to have success in it. And, you know, those are the special kids that come along every once in a while. Um, and, yeah, I mean, we had this Aaron Rodgers throw where he would have this eject out move. And then he flipped his hips to set up, and then the middle linebacker was running straight at him. So he took off running horizontal to the line of scrimmage to his left and threw across his body. Um into the back of the end zone and so you know we created a drill off that and what's interesting is you know jj would send me some clips of him in practice off of his ipad and there was one that he sent me um where he has to hitch up in the pocket he's on the right hash he hitches up in the pocket and he's backpedaling not running but he's backpedaling and he's right at about the middle of the field and aj is running from the left to the right side so jj's backpedaling to the left aj's running to the right and jj hits him on the right side top of the numbers without stopping hesitating pausing so he's throwing as he's backpedaling just a rope and it's those kind of throws that are just i mean those are different like you know kids just you know they don't make those the throw you made against western michigan you don't roll out to the right and be at the you know on the numbers and throw across the field all the way most kids don't even have i say kids because he's still a kid to me but most guys don't have the courage to even attempt that throw let alone have success with it and he just he does you know i don't think there's that old cliche he can make all the throws i mean he can make all the throws and then he can make all the throws that most guys can't like just um athletic movement trait off platform whatever adjective you want to attach to it he can make them I'm glad you brought up his throw last season against Western Michigan. Definitely he escaped pressure very well, uh, even did kind of a stiff arm to get out of the pocket, get out of trouble, and then obviously escaped to the boundary, fired a laser all the way to the other side of the field across his body to Dalen Baldwin for a touchdown. Hit him in stride. Absolutely yeah. amazing throw. And uh, Most of our listeners right now have seen it, but those who haven't, I encourage you to go to YouTube right now and look it up. But I'm glad you brought that up because because of throws like that that are so great, 
I feel that there's a little bit of a misconception about JJ some things that just aren't true one would be that you know plays like that those type of ad-lib plays uh, backyard type throws that's going to lead to turnovers well here's my counter Greg and I think you'd completely agree with me the proofs in the pudding and JJ his high school senior season at IMG he threw for 16 touchdown passes he didn't have one interception now you know his time at Nazareth Academy and you know all of his time at IMG as well the plays that they were talking about the Western Michigan play those were kind of common correct and he wasn't careless with the football having guts like you said to have the courage to make those throws that's one thing, and that's what J.J. has, but you can be courageous. You can make gutsy throws without being reckless. Would you say that kind of who J.J. is? Yes, and I'm glad you used the word reckless because that's exactly what I tell our quarterbacks. I tell them we want to take risky throws. I mean, you know, conservative, what have you, um, type of throws are fine, but you've got to have some risk. And as long as you're not being reckless and you're taking some risks, you you know you're going to be putting yourself in a different kind of category in terms of you know your talent level. So he does. He takes some risk, but it's not a reckless type of um, environment that he's creating. It's you know I watched. I grew up in Wisconsin and watched Brett Favre. He also took a lot of risks, and at times he was a little bit reckless. And you know you kind of live and die with that. I don't think JJ is that at all. I can't remember exactly his stats as a sophomore when he first took over at Nazareth, but I want to say about thirty-five touchdowns and only three interceptions in yeah. his first year starting. So. I, I got it here for you. He threw for three thousand four hundred forty-eight yards as a sophomore. 39 touchdowns, just four interceptions. Now, if, yeah. it, if this was the, the NFL, the touchdown-to-interception ratio, that's Pro Bowl, All-Pro, MVP you know, type category. So, yeah, exactly. even, even from a young age, yeah, that, there you go. Yeah, and you're talking about a 15-year-old, so turned 16 in January of that year, so a 15-year-old doing that at um, – you know, the third largest class of schools here in Illinois. We've got eight classes, so I believe they were 6A. 8A is the biggest. So he didn't throw it against poor competition, threw it against very good competition, led his team to the state championship. They were also very talented, but, you know, if you watch some of his highlights that year, he had those wow factor throws where he just created opportunities um ran around found guys open and made plays and that's that's what you're going to get with him he's an exciting player um and he's going to you know probably have some moments where he might get some turnovers here and there but that's i mean that's part of the position so you know um but the the payoff i think is going to massively outweigh the you know the risk part of it no exactly payoff it seemed to pay off last week when he came in. He was 4-for-4, four four, looked real crisp throwing the ball. Jim Harbaugh was happy that J.J. checked it down instead of heaving it when there was nothing there. Obviously, a few really great runs, one of which was a touchdown, three carries, 50 yards and all. J.J.'s speed, his ability to get to the boundaries, in my opinion, and I'm going to ask you here in a second, but in my opinion, this not only changes the running game for Michigan because 
obviously defenders are worried if he's going to take the ball, if he's going to hand the ball off, or is it going to be a play action? It's going to help the running game. It's also going to change how defenses play Michigan overall if man coverage if a team's predominantly man coverage well good luck if your backs are all turned to him you at least better put a spy on him right but there's just all these different variables because of JJ's speed that yeah. not only impacts the running game but the passing game alike uh, would you agree and would you like to expound on that if so yeah I mean that's today's quarterback I mean Tom Brady and 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 you know, Philip Rivers aren't walking into the NFL anymore. It's just not. So you've got to be, first and foremost, probably one of the better athletes on the field, and then you have to be able to spin it. So you can't be behind schedule and get in a third and long situation and not be able to make throws to complete, you know, to move the chains. So he brings that element, and I think Cade's a fine quarterback, but he simply does not do that, you know, and um, JJ has the ability to completely change your offense because you're right, you've got to account for him. He's a threat to run on every single play, um, you know, just like a Lamar Jackson or any of these guys that are super athletic in the NFL, and if, you know, if you don't, he's going to hurt you with his legs. I think, you know, you said um, misconception or something along those lines earlier. Um, I think there's a misconception about the fact that he's such a great runner. Oh, he's such a great runner, such a great runner. The guy's arm is elite. I mean, his his arm talent is incredibly special, and I just don't think the country has been able to see that quite yet simply because of what happened last year and the situational um you know packages that he was brought in so once he gets to show off that arm talent you're gonna see i mean i hate to 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 use comparisons but he has almost like the ability to have this johnny manzel type of impact in college football you know i mean i just think he's going to just explode on the scene once you get to see just the incredible amount of tools in his toolbox and right now i think everybody's seen his legs and his Escapability. I mean, the run that he had, you know, obviously last year in the Big Ten Championship where he ran down the right sidelines, everybody was going nuts about that. But, um, you know, I think his arm talent is just about to be put on display, which is really going to be special too. Yeah, and uh, I'm I'm in your camp, as you already know, because Next Level Athletics has been kind enough to share some of my articles this week on McCarthy. But, uh, yeah, he also has top-tier arm talent, top tier arm strength right it's it's not just uh, the rpms that go off his arm it's he threw a couple of nice balls with touch uh last week too and yeah. uh it, it, it's knowing when to throw it fast it's knowing when to throttle it down it's knowing when to throw it on a line knowing when to throw it with it with arc uh so with that said do you think jj has improved on that in this past season because of course you know any level and JJ kind of alluded to this this week that the the past year's definitely been good for him improve you know his footwork in the pocket and certain things uh how do you think JJ's improved from his first day on campus to now yeah uh, it's probably more some of the you know, he's a very cerebral, intelligent, football smart, book smart, academic. He gets it done in the classroom, all those things. But, um, 
you know, when I saw some of the things that he was doing on Saturday, just in that limited time, you know, he's making, like you said, he's making check downs. He's just being really smart with the football. And I, I think that's probably where he's improved a lot. There's a lot of situations, especially when he was in high school. I mean, he would run around in circles, literally. Like, I mean, it was like, you know, I'm sure his head coach, Tim Racky was probably pulling his hair out at times. Um, because he would start to do those things rather than kind of stay in the pocket and just take a check down or, um, you know, go through his progressions. And I think that's probably the thing that he's worked on the most. Um, I don't know that for a fact. It just seemed like he was doing that on Saturday. And I can imagine that that's, you know, a big part of his development and maturity, especially getting more comfortable in their offense too. But, you know, from an improvement standpoint, I mean, there's not there's not a lot i don't think that he hasn't um worked on continually you know he's just he's never satisfied with where he's at um you know as just a little side note i sent him a text where i was watching the nfl draft and i said you know i can't wait to see you up here in a few years and he said forget that coach i'm going to be walking up on stage to get a super bowl ring from goodell instead of a hat from the draft so like you know that's how he's wired like he's thinking like i'm not going to just be drafted like i want to be up there winning a super bowl so you know those are probably maturity things that um i don't know if a normal 19 year old probably has and he's you know that's how he's wired he's a you know he does a lot of self-meditation and um, he's a very spiritual kid so he'd rather take a blanket I think and go in the woods and sit down and meditate and just do some deep thought stuff than he would rather be you know doing anything else he's not a, a go out and have a good time kind of kind of kid he's just you know he's more of an introvert and um, you know I think that's helped him to just kind of dial in and and be ready for this opportunity too. That was a great story you just told about uh, the text you shared about the NFL draft and JJ saying, no, I, I want a Super Bowl ring from Goodell. Along the same lines, he's been so idealistic ever since Michigan fans came to know him around 16, 17 years of age. And he seems so idealistic as far as not once have I thought that, oh, McCarthy at some point is gonna transfer. The whole time it's been, I'm destined to win a national championship at Michigan. And, and that's what's in his head. That's what fuels him. Jim Harbaugh calls him like a kid in the candy store. His attitude, always always wanting to have fun. Obviously a big competitor, but you can be a big competitor and have the time of your life an absolute blast doing it. Uh, that's something that I've always found to be the case for J.J. You mentioned the meditation because J.J., if anybody ever goes to his Instagram every single day he is posting philosophical quotes it could be from yeah. it could be from Ralph Waldo Emerson it could be from Alan Watts it could be from Carl Sagan it could be from Hindu scripture uh, from the Bible whatever JJ can do to channel some in, inner peace or enlightenment I think that's rare for any human whether they're they're 80 years of age or 19 years of age you know to dive into these books of old really embrace it has that always been the case for JJ to where like you said even with what he has to improve you, you don't see much he had to improve you know he's so well-rounded could you say the same thing about his mental demeanor whether it's the meditative type mindset or just the infectious personality in which he attacks a football game 
Yeah, I mean, I feel like he's always kind of been like that. You know, he's never been... You've never had to worry about him putting himself in the wrong situation, you know, being at a party where underage drinking's going on or anything like that. He's just never... Um, I don't think he had any kind of those tendencies. He's always just been hyper-focused, and I think he understood at a young age that he's got a special opportunity to, to do something really big in his life, whether it's playing football or something else. You know, he's just wired that way that there's a, a big calling for him in the, in the world in some way. Um, you know, if he doesn't play football, he's going to be the CEO or he's going to be, you know, he's going to be doing something on a grand scale. I just, I just know it because of the way that he's wired and how he carries himself. He comes from a great background with an awesome family that, um, you know, is very much the same way. You know, Jim is a blue collar guy, hardworking, you know, um, has taught him, he and his wife have, have taught JJ to that hard work pays off and all those things but you know he always seems to have been pretty spiritual um and very like dialed into like you said like you know quotes um I know he reads a lot um you know he dials into some Navy SEAL stuff that's way above you know anything I would have been doing as a 19 year old so um I think all of things just put him into the right mindset where when he is playing almost never not a smile on his face I mean he truly is having fun and I think because he's prepared himself mentally and physically so much that nothing really gets to be too big for him so you know once once I think you have that mindset it's almost like you've played the game in your head ahead of time and then once you play the game actually physically it's just easier and he just seems to have that kind of approach to um, to playing this position which is you know gonna carry him a long way yeah it's, it seems like his approach to life is the same way he approaches the position so it's always good when those can be intertwined in a positive light last one for you here and it's a schematic one now, when Jim Harbaugh was head coach with the San Francisco 49ers, Alex Smith led the 49ers the previous season to the NFC Championship game. The Niners lost in a heartbreaker. Following season, Smith went out, I believe, week eight-ish, and with an injury, insert Colin Kaepernick. Kaepernick, obviously, a different skill set than Alex Smith. Uh, 49ers started running, obviously, more read option and some more pistol formations on top of that. Now, my question to you is, now, some people say that, oh, you know, the Michigan playbook is going to pretty much remain the same, uh, the same principles if J.J. becomes the starting quarterback. While I do agree with that, that, you know, even when Cade's in, it's the same plays and he just doesn't pull it as much on some of these read options or RPOs, but... Uh, me personally, and I just want to hear your opinion on it, is the 49ers, like I said, with Kaepernick, one thing that did change, not only the read option, is they ran some more of the pistol formation, a truncated version of the shotgun, a little closer to the line of scrimmage. The mesh point is a little hard to read because of the depth. I'm just curious if you think that A... Michigan could run some of the pistol and B, do you think it would be useful or is there not really that much difference between the pistol? Yeah, so interestingly enough, I'm a huge 49er fan um, and obviously living in Chicago uh, I want to say it was a Thursday night game when Kaepernick got put in 
against the Bears. And I remember just watching this completely foreign, dynamic offense in the NFL that had never really been run before, just absolutely shredding the Bears' defense. Um, I remember Kaepernick coming up to the line of scrimmage. They'd have two plays called, or he would yell, roll it, roll it, roll it, to go with the first one, or he'd change it at the line of scrimmage to run the second one. And the Bears were completely caught off guard, and you could tell that they just were not ready for an athletic quarterback like Kaepernick. And it carried them, you know, very well through the season, and I believe the next. And I think the NFL started to figure out, like, okay, there's obviously, you know, a handful of ways to stop this or at least neutralize it and so they started to to do that but um i i think i would guess that they would probably have some wrinkles to their existing offense i think any good coach takes um you know you can have your philosophy you can have your playbook you can have like this is what i'm going to live and die with but i also think that personnel that comes in and out of your program you have to adapt and be able to modify a little bit especially you know in a high school situation where you have no idea who's coming in each year if you're just a you know a triple option guy and all of a sudden you have a passing quarterback come into your program how could you not open up your playbook a little bit more so i think michigan will probably run you know the offense that they've been running and having a lot of success with they're deep at running back they've got great skill players on the edge and in the slot so, um, but I do think there'll be some wrinkles that'll be added in and, you know, not to, to downplay Cade, but things that Cade doesn't do as well that JJ can do, that's just going to open up your offense a little bit more. So I expect them to be a little bit more explosive. You know, they just have the potential to, um, not necessarily put more points on the board, but just to be a little bit more of an explosive offense and not that they're vanilla or boring or basic but you know if you're going to play the georgias in the bcs semifinal, you're going to have to do some things that are going to open up your offense and with jj you can certainly do that and i think when he got in the game last year against them you can kind of see that um and i, I I'm, I'm i have a strong feeling that 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 offense will open up a little bit one other 49er memory you'll have is in the NFC Championship game with Kaepernick. They were on the road in Atlanta. They were down 17 nothing, and they stormed yeah. back. They won the game. And guess what formation they used a bunch of? The pistol. So yeah. if the coaching staff's listening, I want to see a little bit of the pistol this season with JJ in there. I just, I just love how it looks at the very least. But Yeah, I think it's a great offense. It's just another wrinkle, and you know you can do some things off of it that you can do a little bit differently out of a traditional shotgun and certainly under center. So to me, the best offenses um, have a variety of formations, shifts, motions, but it's all the basic same plays. You know, you don't need a cheesecake factory menu type of playbook that's eight inches thick. (laughs) I think you need some of your base plays and then just to package them a little bit differently to make them look different than what they really are. Um, And I, I, I think I see that in the Michigan offense, too. Yeah, there's definitely creativity, a lot of motion, and a quarterback's coach and co-offense coordinator, Matt Weiss, who had a lot of success with a running quarterback in Lamar Jackson when he was in Baltimore, so that's got to be exciting for J.J., too. I'm sure. There's no doubt. All right, Greg, well, would you like to tell people where they can find you on Twitter? Yeah, my Twitter... is nxt l-e-b-e-l-a-t-x um and then my personal one is qb 
uh, coach HOLC Hulk, and uh, you know I'm on there for for both of those. I um, I appreciate the opportunity, and and it's certainly been a pleasure to uh, to speak and, and to to talk about JJ today, Trevor. Thanks, man. Yeah, no, thank you as well, and I encourage all our listeners to give you a follow. You're always posting videos, highlights, uh, some of the kids you train, and just things that catch your eye in the football sphere, you know, in the scouting world. So uh, absolutely love the content you share on Twitter. But, yeah, thanks for being on our show and uh, looking forward to seeing you on Saturday. So until then, this has been Trevor Woods. You can follow me on Twitter at Woods Football. And see you next time, folks.